guys, it's Mrs. Pittenger, and I love springtime. I love when flowers start blooming and trees start budding and the sun is shining. But with springtime sometimes comes troubles, and that trouble isn't just weeds. Although that is a trouble, one of the consequences of sin is that weeds are part of our everyday life. So if your parents make you go out and weed, you can blame it on Adam and Eve and on all of our sinfulness. But another problem with spring is allergies. And this week, we had some big allergy troubles at our house. Come with me. I'll show you what happened. I got a phone call last week from the principal at my son's school. And he was calling to see how he was feeling. We kept him home that day because he had a little bit of a runny nose and a scratchy throat. And... I thought he was just having his normal allergy struggles. Part of being in a sinful world is broken parts of bodies that don't always work the way that they should. And well, that's what I assumed had happened. But one of his classmates at school had just been tested positive for COVID-19. So I brought him here to the urgent care where we had him tested to find out if he was okay. And it was a good reminder to me to thank God for the gifts of medicine and doctors and nurses. He had a really funny nurse, you guys. In order to do a COVID test, you have to stick a Q-tip kind of thing up into your nose and rub it around in there. And she was funny. She said, you know, when you're sitting in front of the television and you feel a big booger in your nose and you want to pick it out of there, she was hilarious. That's what you do with a stick. Don't stick it up too far, but like you're digging a big booger out of there and rub it around. Kind of gross. But she made it kind of fun when we were a little bit nervous that maybe he was having a trouble. They also did another test for something called strep throat, and it turns out he didn't have COVID, but he did have strep. And God blessed him and us with some antibiotics. And now he's healthy and well, and we can be thankful to God for that. I want you to come with me to Bethany, because that's where today's Bible story takes place. Hey guys, do you hear that siren? I was thinking about that with this story. If I had had a true emergency, I could have called 911. And people who, um, people would have come quickly. I see a fire truck going past me right now, going to take care of someone. And when I hear sirens or see something like that, I'm reminded to pray for them. For whoever it is that's having trouble, but also for the people who are going to take care of them, to protect them, to help them, to keep them safe. Maybe we should do that. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us brave men and women to take care of us when there are emergencies. Watch over them as they go to help others. And also protect, care for, and love those whom they're going to help. Most of all, dear Jesus, give them a way to learn about you and so that someday they can join you in heaven. Amen. Well, that worked out well, didn't it? To have an ambulance go by right as we're talking about that. Anyway, we're outside of my church, and there are some windows behind us. That one over there is the God the Father window. You can see the hand of God, and we know him through his son, Jesus. The next one is the Jesus window. You can see the architecture cross there, and um, there's the Lord's Supper and baptism, the victorious lamb and that triumphant cross with the crown around it. 
Then the final window is the Holy Spirit window, how God gives us faith. And he does it through his word. If we are on the inside of the church, you could see the Bible verse that's written there. It's actually from the town of Bethany when Jesus went to visit Mary and Martha. And Martha was so bothered that Mary was just sitting and listening to Jesus. And Jesus reminded her that there was one thing that was needful. That's the family that we're talking about today in God's Word. All right, guys. So we started... Today's Sunday School lesson at my house with my daffodils. Then we went to urgent care where I told you about my son Jack who was sick and ended up getting some medicine for his strep throat. And I'm so thankful that now he's better. And I told you that the next place we would go to is Bethany. And Bethany is a town from God's word just outside of Jerusalem, just a few miles away. And remember, we've rewound in God's Word, so we've already had the crucifixion and Easter stories together, but now we have to go back and do some of these stories that we missed, and this is one of them. This is set in the town of Bethany, but uh, I'm not at the town of Bethany. I'm at my church called Bethany Lutheran, and here, I wish we could really go to Israel. Wouldn't that be so cool? Ha! That'd be awesome, but instead, we're here, and it's named Bethany because at Bethany, Jesus' dear friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, lived. And that's where God said those famous words, there's one thing needful. And that one thing is our Savior. It's Jesus, who we see in his word and who we find in baptism and in the Lord's Supper. What a lovely, lovely thing to be reminded of, no matter what your church is named. Come with me, I want to show you something else. All right, guys. Oh, it was too sunny for me to teach Sunday school outside, so now we're inside. This is the room where I usually teach Sunday school when it's not COVID. And that is a mural that my friend Marcia made of Jesus and the children. What a good reminder of how much he loves us. Now, let's get back to our story. So Jesus was very very, very good friends with Mary and Martha and with Lazarus. And it was a sad day for them when they sent for Jesus. And like I said, he didn't come right away. In fact, when it was time two days later to go and Jesus said, Lazarus has fallen asleep. Let's go and wake him up. The disciples didn't understand what that meant. So they said, well, that's good. If he's sick and he's sleeping, then his body will have a chance to heal and he'll be better. But then Jesus spoke plainly to his disciples and he said, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So when they got there, Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany, like I said, was about two miles outside of Jerusalem. And so there were lots of Jews who would come to comfort Mary and Martha while they were grieving for their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she hurried outside and met him before he got into the city. And she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But... I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. 
Isn't that faith beautiful that Martha had? The trust that she had, even though her brother had died. And Jesus told her these comforting words. Martha, your brother will rise again. And now comes a Bible treasure that you get to lock away into your brain. Are you ready? Here you go. Martha said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. That's John 11, verse 24. Ready? Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. What comfort for Martha and Lazarus and for you and me when we die or when someone we love dies. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is to come into the world. And then she went and she called for Mary. And she said, Jesus is here. And Jesus is asking for you. So when Mary heard this, she got up and she went quickly to him. Now, her friends followed her thinking that maybe she was going to grieve at the tomb at the place where Lazarus had been buried. But instead, she met Jesus still outside of the village. And when she got to him, the Bible says she fell at his feet and she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And the Bible says that when Jesus saw her weeping, he was sorrowful too. He had compassion for her. Remember, when Jesus made the world, he did not make us to die. He made us to live forever. Now, Jesus came to defeat death, and he would, but even now, what grief and sorrow. And Jesus asked, where have you laid him? Come and see, they said. Come and see. Then God's word says in John chapter 11, verse 35, which has become one of my most favorite verses, it says that Jesus wept. Why do I love such a short verse, Jesus wept? It's because even though Jesus knew that he was going to die and rise again and defeat death for everyone, Death was still awful. And it's okay for us when we cry, when believers die, and when we're sad. If you have a grandparent or someone that you care about who dies, it's okay to be sad. Jesus was. And when his friends, when the friends that were there saw that, they said, see how much he loved Lazarus. And then he told the people to move that big heavy stone away. But Martha interrupted and said, Lord, he's been dead for four days. By now he's going to smell something awful. And Jesus still had them roll that stone away. In fact, it says, did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? And then it says, Jesus looked up 
to God. He prayed to his heavenly father and he said these words from verses 41 and 42. He said, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And he did. Why did God wait for two days before he came? For my benefit and for yours, so that we could see that Jesus doesn't just have power over COVID or over strep throat or over allergies. He has power over death. And Lazarus came out of that grave. And the Bible says that he was still wrapped up in dead people clothes. His hands and his feet were wrapped up in linens. Even his face was covered. And Jesus said this, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Let him go. Death could not hold him. And death will not hold you or me either because he is risen he is risen indeed i want to take you to see one more thing friends come with me so boys and girls where is jesus that's the question that we ask every week when we spend time together in god's word where is Jesus? Well, let's look in God's word and see for ourselves our Bible treasures today that we need to lock away into our brains are from three different places. First, look at Proverbs chapter three, verse five. I even have it written on my bracelet. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I wonder if Mary and Martha, and even Lazarus, wondered, where is Jesus? Where is he? We know that he loves us. We've asked him to come. When we ask Jesus to come, that's a prayer. And sometimes when we pray, Jesus says yes. Sometimes he says no. And sometimes he says wait. And you and I, like Mary and Martha and Lazarus, sometimes have to struggle during that wait time and remind ourselves of what God says. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. The next Bible verse, Psalm 50, verse 15, reminds us that we have something even better than trying to call 911 when we have a trouble. God himself says to us in Psalm 50, verse 15, call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. Where is Jesus? Let's ask. Let's lock away this verse into our minds. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. The last verse that we're going to lock away into our brains today is from our Bible story, from John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. It says, 
Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? The answer is yes, not because of anything that you have done, but because God the Holy Spirit has given you the gift of faith. Let's look at that verse one more time so we can lock it away. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Look at this beautiful banner. We just got it. An artist who goes to one of our Lutheran churches made this really, really neat picture. Let's look at it. Do you see the resurrected Savior? There's a lot of neat stuff hidden in this. Do you see the holes in his feet and in his hands? The reminder that he suffered and died on the cross of those nails that he was pierced with to wash our sins away. You can even see that radiant, that kind of glow coming off in the shape of a cross to remind us of that. What's this here in the center? That's right, it's Jesus' tomb, not unlike the tomb that Lazarus was buried in. The stone has been rolled away by an angel to remind all of us that that tomb is empty that Jesus is risen just like he said. And he's holding something, you guys. He's holding two keys. He is holding the keys to death and to hell because he has defeated it. He defeated it for Lazarus. He defeated it for me. And he defeated it for you. What a blessing that is. And because you have a sinful Sunday school teacher, who makes mistakes, and who does horrible sins. I have a confession to make to you. I've lost my Sunday school sheet, which means I don't know what it says on the back to do with your families. So if you have that sheet, read and see the great ideas that are there. But I have an idea for you. When my dad died, a lot of God's people wrote letters, made phone calls, sent flowers, brought us to dinners, and reminded us of that good news, that death has been defeated and that someday I'm going to get to join every believer in heaven. And this is the idea for this week. Do you see, can you see what that says? It's a card made by a fourth grader when my dad died. And look what he wrote in those big, bold letters. It says, I know that my Redeemer lives. You guys, we had messages from pastors and teachers, from people who had spent their whole lives studying God's word. But this might be my favorite. So here's this week's idea to do with your family. Write a card or a note, or a text, or an email to someone who is grieving, someone who has died. Maybe they died a long time ago. Maybe they just died this week. 
It doesn't matter. Jesus has defeated death, and you have good news to share. Jesus is risen, and because he is, so will we. Cling to that promise today and for the rest of your life and for eternity, where we get to live forever. <laughs>